Good evening. Well, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. I'm a little backwards, but it's okay because wherever you are in the world, it is one of those time zones. And where you are, so is our Father and our God. I want you always to know that. I greet you this uh, evening where I am uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, and I'm so grateful that we have going to have this time together. So thank you so much for being here. Already our studio is filling it up and that makes me rather happy. Good evening, Pastor John Thomas. Good evening, Sister Phyllis. How are you doing today? I am fine. Thank you. I am very well. Thank you. Uh, and I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I may have a little issue Okay. Hmm. Okay. We're going to keep going and I'll see if I can correct myself here. Um, so glad that you're here and to the listening audience, I want you to know that I am so glad that we have Pastor John Thomas in the studio with us. He is for me, a man of the hour. God has, um, and is bringing uh, servants up who are going to speak very, very directly to us about our our lives as Christians, living life in the spirit and being really obedient to God's word. He is speaking to us directly about how important it is to live in God's word. I am just really very excited about that and so grateful and so thankful uh, Pastor John Thomas. So, Pastor, in whatever way you'd like, please do say hello to all who are already here to engage in our evening, won't you please? Good evening, everyone. Uh, I bring you greeting from God, who loves you so much. Yeah. And his, his goal is that we will uh, be in union with him, have, have uh, a covenant with him. So I just thank you guys for taking out taking time out of your busy schedule to, to be on the podcast. And my prayer is that we will allow our eyes to open and our spirits to be rejuvenated. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen, indeed. And as I was saying, I welcome you all to, um, wow, what a show. This is all about our Father, our God, who is on display at all times no matter where we are, no matter what you're looking at, uh, the, the God is, you know, his, he's manifest in those things that we see with our very limited vision, the human eye. But he's there. He's there in the sun and the moon and the stars. He's there in the waters that trickle, the springs or lakes or oceans. 
He's there. He's there in the intelligence of men. He is there. Um, he is always around us. He is there in looking at those people who are walking by you day in and day out because he is the creator of all things. And so Pastor John uh, Thomas is making us very aware of the fact that he is there and that we as the redeemed are in submission to him, or at least we ought to be. So Pastor Thomas, um, this is Wow What a Show, and we are the podcast outreach of um Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. So now, Pastor, uh, tell us where we're going tonight. I um, kind of wanted wanted to um, engage you in conversation uh, in volume five of your book. By the way, Pastor Thomas is the author of In All Thy Getting, Get Understanding. And later on, after we have made some decisions, we will probably offer this to anyone who wants to purchase it, right? Pastor John Thomas would probably after I say we because it's, you know, I, I kind of managed the podcast, but Pastor is certainly the author and he is the um final word on whether or not it will be at your disposal, kind of speak, saying, can you purchase it? And what the price of it would be. I really think it's worth every penny that it would cost you because these are Bible studies that are I won't say quick, but they are succinct, they are direct, they're to the point, they are filled with scripture, and they provoke thought about who we are as Christians and how we are living. So, Pastor, um, you will you will relate more about that, but tell us where we're going this evening. We're all excited to get there. Praise God. Well, before we go any further, can we give honor to God? We'll Indeed, sir. In yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Would you open us, Sister Phyllis? Yes, of course. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, how grateful we are that you allow us this time of gathering, that you, God, have brought us in fellowship one with another, that we, Lord, have a, a relationship with Pastor Thomas and his congregation. We are in separate states, and yet you have, by your miraculous power hand and planning, you have, Lord God, already knit us together. We are the body of Christ Jesus, and we are so grateful that you've called us to this partnership. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone in the audience, and thank you, Lord God, for every listener, wherever they are in the world. Please manifest yourself to them. Make yourself real, Lord, as we talk about you. We love to talk about you. We love, Lord, to engage in conversation so that we can dig deeper into your word and find out more about how we should be living. You open up Lord God, doors through which we can walk and become even more uh, of the redeemed, representing you, Lord God, in the very manner that you are, letting the world know that you are alive, that you save, and that you most of all love us. Thank you for that. And guide us as we go through our discussion tonight. Keep our minds, Lord God, and our hearts focused 
that we may not go off uh, in, in varying directions and confuse anyone. Make it very clear, Lord God, as, uh, as we continue in the discussion this evening. Bless and replenish Pastor Thomas. He gives out an awful lot. And we are so thankful, Father, that he is such a willing vessel. So guide us through and we thank you for it now in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, sir. I'm truly just a humble servant. Um, I'm, I'm a man who loves God. And uh, I answered the call because of the miscommunication, the uh, the teachings that I was getting, and I wasn't being fulfilled by these teachings because most, more so than not, the word was being proclaimed and not explained. Uh, I, 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 I think about how um, we be in church and the preacher's preaching and the early part of the sermon, we really not understanding what he's talking about. So if we don't understand the first 15 minutes, how are you going to understand the rest? So we're sitting there listening for 45 minutes to an hour, <clears throat> excuse me, and can't get anything from it because we don't understand it. So I'm a teacher, uh, more so than a preacher. Uh, what, what I plan or what my goal is to do with the permission of God is to bring forth the word, explain it in such a way that we can uh, uh, work it in our own lives. Because if our lives aren't changing, if we aren't prospering, if we aren't getting healed or well, <clears throat> what's the sense? Because though God has offered us salvation, it's he's want us to have a prosperous life now. He wants us to live <clears throat> a beneficial life now. So my goal is to make plain what God is saying, not to change anything, not to add, not to take away, but to explain it in, in terms that we can understand it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tonight, I want to talk about cooperating with the enemy. We cooperate with the enemy just by some of the things we were taught. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 18, uh, 21 says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. We curse ourselves with the words that we use. We defeat our own purpose with the words that we use. Like, I can't. I don't see how I'm going to do that. I'll doubt makes us vulnerable to the enemy. Our doubts keep us from believing in the unbelievable and expecting the unexpected. We limit God through our words. We delimit, limit God through the lack of faith. When we were created, God gave us a measure of faith. And in that measure of faith, we are, to, we are to supposed to grow in that faith allowing our faith to get stronger and stronger, uh, understanding that we came from a natural place, the natural man, the cardinal man, then the cardinal man that relies on his five senses, what he could see, taste, feel, taste, I mean, touch, or f f what he could feel, see, touch, or taste, amen, or what he can hear. So these things will give life to whatever it is that comes in our way. But God is showing us how to 
walk by faith and not by sight. The scriptures are teaching us about faith and faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The reason one of one reason our faith isn't growing is because we are not listening to the word enough. We're not believing God for what he promised us. So we still have a tendency to rely on the things of the world uh, for the things that we need. And God is saying in his word, according to his divine power, he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him in virtue and in his glory. So once we understand and we could we can believe that God has our best interests at hand, maybe then um, we will be able to walk by faith and not by sight. Maybe then we will stop saying what we can't do for the word said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when we say things that are contrary, when we walk in unbelief, we are cooperating with the enemy. An everyday thing or easy thing to acknowledge is when we uh, refuse to forgive our brothers or our sisters, when we refuse to walk in love in regards to our brothers and sisters, we are cooperating with the enemy. When you let something someone says or something someone does offend you, our natural response is to withdraw. It's either to withdraw or to attack. And either action is cooperating with the enemy. The Bible tells us in John 15 and 7, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, anything you ask should be done, be given unto you. So the part of, about abiding, the part about letting God's word abide in us is playing a very insignificant role because we have a tendency to lean to our own understanding. We have a tendency of doing things the way we were taught in the world. But Romans 12 and 2 said, be not conformed, but be transformed. So we are not allowing ourselves to be transformed. And you might say transformed from what to what? Transformed from the, the things of this world, the natural man, how the natural man process information, how the natural man handles uh, trials and tribulations uh, until the way God tells us, knowing and understanding that God loves us so much and that he has given us all power over serpents and scorpions or a, a weather to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, knowing and realizing and believing that that uh, nothing shall harm us. When we look at Romans 8 and 28, we'll take away anxiety, we'll take away the fear if we know what it says and that we choose to believe what it says, then we can put ourselves in a place that we will believe the unbelievable and uh, expect the unexpected. We, we have to take the limits off of God. We, we have to have covenant with God. We have to create a contract that God, you can be my God and I'll be your servant or I'll be your child. So again, cooperating with the enemy prevents us from walking in God's glory. Amen. Amen. Wow. You said a real mouthful there. I don't want to stop you. Um, 
but I do have some points that I would like to highlight for us all. Is that all right at this time? Fine. Fine. Okay. Uh, Pastor, also, uh, if you can turn up your volume, that would be good because there has been a comment that you are low um, and I, I can't control it. So if you turn it up a little bit, that'd be great. So okay. Pastor, uh, Pastor Thomas, this, this, this conversation, this teaching is, in my view, relevant no matter when you talk about it. It is a timely message at all times because to walk by faith, we come just short of it since we are not exercised in, in a constant need for God. So we think we actually do have a constant need, but we kind of don't, at least I don't, think like that 24 hours a day. And we need to. So you brought out something that is extremely, uh, to me, timely and very relevant. It is also extremely important if we want to live as reborn spirit-filled people. And not spirit-filled. We really are at this time of our redemption. We become spiritually reborn. And so we should be living in the spirit. So... um, I wanted just to say that, and you started the uh, chapter one in volume one of In All That Getting Get Understanding with a very compelling sentence. You said, the enemy wants your mind. That stopped me as I was reading. And, and what you are now saying has very much to do with that. So I'm going to just uh, let you speak to that if you would. Well, understand this, that the, the enemy already had us. He had all of us. And something must have been going on in one's life to want to have Jesus. Amen. Uh, uh, wanting a change in a, a their life, a, 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 a transformation in their lives. Now, the Bible teaches us that God is a spirit. And those who come to him must come to him in spirit and in truth. You have to understand that we are in this earthen suit. And this earth suit is a flesh suit. And the flesh suit uh, uh, serves itself and serves the enemy. And now because God seen where man was going, and the Bible tells us in John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So though we are living a life based on the disobedience of man, God loved us so much that he redeemed us back to him. Okay, so in this redemption, if you believe or you confess that God, uh, uh, Christ is your Lord and Savior, that he was dead, buried, and raised on the third day, amen, then you will be saved. You are part of the family. And in that part of the family, there is a change that has to take place. We're natural by nature. But God, when he created us back in Genesis, he blew his breath, his spirit into us. So we are spiritual beings who fell short of the glory of God. Okay, because we know Adam and Eve did what they did. But now, originally speaking, you were created in God's image and his likeness. So 
when we fell, we went contrary to how God created us. We went con uh, contrary to the purpose and plan that he had for our lives. But because God is who God is, God has redeemed us back, given us another opportunity to start over. And in this starting over, he is suggesting to us to lean not to our own understanding, but trust in him. He is, he is suggesting that we delight ourselves in him and he would give us the desires of our heart. So everything that God intended to give man, he has given us another opportunity to, to receive those promises. But what it is, is that the enemy keeps on talking to us and we're so familiar with his talking because his talking tells us to be selfish, tells us to be unforgiving, tell us to have anger, tell us to not uh, care about other people. And this is the type of world we live in. But God, the hope through the Holy Spirit is also speaking to us through the scriptures. He's speaking to us and he is showing us not this suggesting, but showing us how we can transition. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present yourself unto God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So every one of us who say we are Christians, there is a re there is a service that God is expecting us to perform. And that's about changing from our wicked ways, changing uh, from that stinking thinking, tearing down the strongholds. Stop trying to fight your own battles. He tells us that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our way. But if we want to be part of the redemption and want to live in righteousness, we have to lay aside our old ways. Everything that is not of God it will cause you to cooperate with the enemy. And if you're cooperating with the enemy, this is why uh, Romans 12 and 2 said, be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's saying this is a time if you want to take advantage of this redemption and if you want everlasting life and hanging out with us, you will have to transform your mind. You won't have to think on some other things. And I tell you what you need to think on. He told Joshua to let not my word depart out of your mouth. That's the beginning. You've been listening to all this street stuff. You've been listening to what's on TV, all this negative stuff. And now God is saying to us that all scriptures were inspired by him and are profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness. In order for you to grab hold of this redemption, you have to be transformed. And it's not as hard as you think. You just have to have a willing heart. And with that willing heart, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in the way that you should go. He will also remind you of the things that Jesus had said. He will be a comforter. He'll be a light unto your path. But you, just like when we come to God, we have to come to him in spirit and in truth, not in the flesh, not with all this gimme, gimme, I need God. But like, Lord, I, I, I need your, 
your glory. I need your I need your love in my heart. I need you to help me to to not do the things that my flesh want to do, but but I want to do what it's going to please you. See, you have to first before you can do anything for God or even try to please God, you have to have a transformed mind. And transformed minds come from getting new information. Once you get the information and you process that information, the behavior will change. Amen. Amen, indeed. Amen. Wow. I just love the way you pound out uh, this this need for God's word. Um, I think it is really so necessary. I'm totally agreeing with you. I don't mean to restate, but without God's word, there can be really almost no, no growth in your life. You will be a stagnant person and that will revert, it will revert back to almost probably uh, unbelief. Uh, so that is, that's so very, very important. And I am also looking at um, chapter one, which says, you know, this coming against one another. Pastor, that is so um, easy to do. And I wonder why, if we are born again and we are told to love one another, what is it about Christian life that suffers such behaviors as you know this unloving kind of um, fighting against and being at odds with each other. Well, one of the reasons is that the individual that does that has not yet transformed. Part of the transformation comes along with application. In all you're getting, get understanding. If you don't understand what God requires of you, you will not be able to apply it. Many, 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 many people say that they are Christians, but they are not like Christ. They are part of a religious group that advocates or, or how that scripture go? They honor me with their mouth and they praise me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Until you have a transformed heart, you will not be able to apply the principles of the kingdom of God, nor will you have the transition from the natural to the spirit. How can you, this is a question, how can you say you have the Holy Ghost, right, which is the spirit of God, right? And that you are so mean, you you speak so nasty, you you let your anger cause you to sin. If you knew what the fruits of the spirits were, you it would behoove you or would benefit you if you would look at the the fruits of the spirit and and measure them up to yourself. You don't need nobody to check you or to rebuke you, you should be doing a self-evaluation. Are you kind or are you just kind sometimes? See, if you're kind sometimes, you're not kind. You just do kind things. Are you, do you have self-control? 
now you know better than anybody else. Uh, are you gentle with people? And if you're gentle, sometimes you're not gentle. You have periods of, of being gentle. You, you, God is saying that I need you to take on the virtues that I possess. And, and don't say, well, I'm not God because God gives us the ability. He said, if my word abide in you and you abide in it, anything you ask will be done unto you. So that's no longer an excuse. He said, if you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. What is in your heart? There are some people in your life you just don't want to forgive. And then there's other people you say, well, I'll forgive what I won't forget. So you haven't forgave. But you may or may not understood or you may or may not read the scripture where Jesus said to the man, how how could you? Not, I don't want to I don't even like paraphrasing. But he said, if you don't forgive your brother his sins, how can I go to the father and ask the father to forgive your sins? So the way God hooked this up was your forgiveness is predicated on your willingness to forgive someone else. Isn't that something? Yes. The, the harvest that you reap in your life is based on the seeds that you plant. Mm. Amen. 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 Now, that begs us question this one thing. When we are reborn, uh, we when we first come to Christ and, and we receive you know, redemption, we, we are received into the beloved. Um, then then we, sh the, we are on a journey to achieve what you're talking about right here. So it doesn't kind of come all at once, right? It all depends on the person. Oh. Now watch this. On the road to Damascus, right? Paul had one encounter with God. And he flipped the script. How much do you want it? If God could do whatever he want to do in a twinkling of an eye, then why can't it come all at one time? I mean, I ain't talking about being perfect, perfect, but I'm talking about being driven, uh, being uh, I'm sold out. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Um, you, 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 what, you run the danger when we, when we have one foot in the world and trying to put a foot in kingdom. Uh, in the book of Luke, God talk, Jesus talked about being lukewarm. No, right. It takes time in the natural sense. It takes time, but it's still based on your condition of your heart. How much do you want this? How much do you believe that this is so, that God's word is true? Mm. Hmm. So, Pastor, I'm telling you, you're bringing me up, and I so appreciate it. I do believe also that that touch, you're right. Um, that just makes good, good Christian uh, or spiritual sense that one touch from the Lord does indeed transform and change us. And um, so then the, the um, we're covered, we're covered 
if we a slip and fall, and I don't know how to say that other than to say it like that, um, because we are we are not in me, we are not we're not perfected all at once, but we are given a heart for the Lord and the, the ways and things of God. So we we begin to journey towards Him, and when we find ourselves in error, we immediately are convicted. Now that's what I have found. Conviction comes immediately. And so then do we follow through with repentance and or confession of the sin to him? He is faithful and just. He puts us back, you know, in 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 uh, the right right relationship with himself and we continue in the growth. Am I saying that correctly? Well, I know right. Okay, let me just add to that. Let me piggyback that. Okay. God has already said that all men fall short of the glory of God. And if any man says he doesn't sin, he's a liar and the truth ain't in him. Right. David said, I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Because as long as we are in this earthen suit, um, David said that. Paul said, who is going to deliver me from this wretched body? of the depth of the of this body, right? So as long as we're in here, we are acceptable to sin. But because of repentance, and what you have to understand what repentance is, why God gave us that vehicle, vehicle is that when we repent, now watch this. Everyone is not convicted when they do wrong. A lot of people justify it. A lot of mm-hmm. people, uh, thinks that they were warranted, but the Holy Spirit will convict you. It's up to you to repent. And repenting just doesn't mean you did something, you got caught, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm sorry you caught me. Repentance is when you do something that you know is against God and you are convicted and you really feel sorrowful for it. That's true repentance. Yes. And uh, so, so it's going to take people different times to get where they need to be. Some people on the fast track, some people on the slow track. You, you must understand that a lot of us, if not all of us, have a love-hate relationship with our old man. There's just something about the world that some people just don't want to let go. Amen? Hello? So with that being said, yeah, you you can repent and God is uh, faithful and just to forgive you of all your unrighteousness. But like we were talking yesterday, God is examining your heart. What is the intent of your heart? Is the intent of your heart to get away with what you want to do and not do what God want to do? Or is your intent to please God, to change from your wicked ways, to pray? You, you, you know what I'm saying? To have relationship with God. What is it? God knows that like on smoking cigarettes, 
Some people can stop just like that. Other people can't. And God is compassionate. God is long-suffering. God is kind and gentle to help you with the Holy Spirit to overcome any battle or any affliction you have. But then you got some people who don't want to stop smoking cigarettes. Mm -hmm. You got some people who don't want to stop drinking. That's just how it is. So right here, I, I have an example of how of what you are saying, how that one touch from the Lord really can really fast track you seriously. Um, I used to smoke. I was a smoker and I enjoyed smoking. I really did. I was living uh, a, a very, you know, a life. Of, I was playing for the church, right? I was playing the um, for for a Sunday service. Piano is what I was playing. And um, I had a friend who went to that same church and she told the pastor that I was a hypocrite because I was running around with that cigarette in my hand, right? <laughs> and I said, um, in answer to this, when I was told, well, I see nowhere in the word that cigarette smoking is a sin. But soon after that, well, my, my sister visited with somebody and it was a conversation at the table, right? After that conversation, which was, you know, in, in close proximity to the other event, I, w I went upstairs to, to go to bed one night and I, uh, I got on my knees to pray, as I always did. And I said this, Father, if the cigarettes come between me and you, please remove them. Three days later, I smoked never again in my life. And um, I had tried uh, sometimes to, to stop, but I, I told the Lord, now I am not putting these cigarettes in the garbage pail because I surely don't want to take them out, you know, um, and, and smoke them. So I've got, <laughs> I kept them in my pocketbook and uh, I went to work, you know, so that, it's a long story. But in three days, I was totally delivered from smoking, totally delivered. I had no desire to smoke at all. Uh, I could sit around. I, it, it was for me a crutch. I was very shy. So being with people was, uh, I was awkward socially that way. People didn't know I was because, you know, I was a chatterbox, but, but that was going on inside me. And the Lord really and truly did, did deliver me in three days. And only once in all those years did I have a desire to smoke, but I, it wasn't to smoke. It was to feel how relaxed I felt. I was at work one day and the Holy Spirit said to me, just take the coffee stirrer. You know, the little coffee stirrers that act, they look like straws, little straws. He says, just take this coffee stirrer and uh, put it in your mouth, which I did. And I pretended to inhale as a cigarette. And from then on, that may have happened like eight or nine years later. And then, you know, so I, I, haven't, I haven't smoked since then. It's 40 years, I'm sure, if not longer. So, um, yeah, God can do it. He can do it. I love this because what you're doing is making us so aware of the power of our father, his redemption and what he intends for us. He promised to finish the work. 
And sometimes we don't understand because we don't have good, we don't have teachers who, who take us there. They're good at teaching some other things, but they're not good at teaching what true spiritual life is. So we might miss it. And that's why I'm so very grateful for, for you this evening uh, and for all the times that you have spoken with us. I, I just think we are right now being a very blessed people. How about I think the audience agrees when we hear praise God. Um, I, I heard um, there was another comment. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Then when you were talking earlier and plant and the heart way, I like that about the seed we plant and the harvest we reap. Praise God. Just one touch. Hallelujah. You are right. You are so right. Thank you. Thank you. Now, any points? Yeah. I, I wanted yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Somebody got something to say? Well, no, you do. Do you have okay. this is what it is. And this is why 2 Timothy 2.15 is so important. The Bible, when I, when I wanted to stop smoking cigarettes, I couldn't because I was, I was a prisoner. But I wanted the Holy Spirit. And I read in the Bible where the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit will not dwell in an unclean temple. So I knew as long as I was smoking, I would not have the power of the Holy Spirit resting and ruling in my body. That was my motivation. And I did what I needed to do to stop smoking cigarettes. So it goes back to the question, how bad do you want it? And I wanted the Holy Spirit because I knew I couldn't make this transition on my own. And that's how I stopped smoking after 40 years. Now, another thing I need you guys to understand is that God has given us power and authority and dominion over this realm, this earthly world. Not the people who do what they do, but he has given us power and authority. And whatever it is that you need, the Bible says that if you ask in Jesus' name, it'll be done unto you. God is saying that I empowered you. I gave you everything you need to do. You remember when uh, Jesus spoke to the fig tree? You remember when Jesus spoke to the mountain? What he's saying to you, or what I'm trying to say to you, is that whatever affirmity you have, whatever sickness and disease you might have, whatever bad habit you have, you have the power and authority given to you by Jesus Christ to rebuke it, to cast it out, and to be free of it. But you have to have the faith in what you say. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. So we are able to call those things that be not as though they were. But that's not for everybody. That's not even for those who, who say I'm a Christian but don't live like a Christian, who don't walk by faith. You have to be true to the game. If you're true to Christ, Christ will give you or he will not withhold no good thing from you. So I'm only saying that because a lot of times 
we'll go to God and we'll plead and beg and ask God to do this and ask God to do that. He already gave you the power. According to his divine power, he has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. And I said, you got to understand 2 Timothy 2 and 15, which says study because you can't get it all from me or no other pastor. He says, study to show yourself approved unto God that a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And in that, you'll know what God said you can have and what he said you can't have. You'll know what he said you can do and what he said you can't do. In John 15 and 5, Jesus is talking about the vine and we are the branch. And he said, without him, we can't do nothing. So whoever don't have Christ, you can't do anything. You could do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it'll never amount to nothing because your life force is to be connected to Christ. Amen. 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 Yeah. This is getting into the cracks and crevices of our thinking and not understanding fully how God has equipped us. Pastor Yuta, I, I, I cannot say enough how you know, I, I don't like the word excited because it's such a cliche, but really and truly it is a spiritual excitement. I am so um, thankful that we have opportunity to dig, 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 and to discover exactly what God has prepared for us in the abundant life. So I've heard that scripture, you know, we all know the, the scripture, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, but it's most often translated as, um, you know, possession, money, whatever, uh, as far as, as, as my experience with other preachers has been. You, however, are detailing that the, the abundant life, though it may include provision, it really includes the the, the uh, spiritual life that leads us into truly looking like Jesus Christ. And I'm very glad about that. I am so very glad about that. Thank you. The eternal connection, someone uh, has, uh, Reams has written, connected to Christ is what Shelley says. We have a lot of amens. Thank you very much for for making this real to us. And uh, we are in chapter one of uh, volume five in all that getting, get understanding. I cannot say enough to the listening audience what a really great series this is. Like I said, it's just a little longer than a devotional. So you could do this every morning or every afternoon or on your lunch break or just before you go to bed because each chapter is succinct. Now, I'm not saying that they're all really, really short. Not at all. I am saying that they're very direct. He dives right in. Pastor Thomas dives right into the main point, And then he substantiates with scriptures that uphold, it opens your, your understanding. It uh, allows you to see that the Lord has really, uh, he has created for us uh, 
the open door and we enter in through Christ in the living word and we come out as people who are really, really transformed spiritually. I am growing and I'm so grateful. So pastor, you went on in this chapter that we are kind of moving in. I, I hope I'm, I'm going with you. Just, you know, redirect me if I'm not. Um, you are talking now about this cooperating with the enemy. This is chapter one and um, how we as believers don't understand the evil strategies that he devises against us, the enemy, and cause us to look more like who we don't even look like some of the world. We look worse than that from time to time as we battle against each other. Amen. You can expound. Yeah. Um, Paul said, I would not have you ignorant of the devices of Satan. And then it says, um, lest he should get advantage of us. Yes. Anything you do that is not directed by God is cooperating with the enemy. Or let's make it let's make it more personal. You're cooperating with your old self mm-hmm. when you don't want to forgive somebody or you don't want to bless somebody or you don't want to do what you don't want to get up and talk to God. You will talk to him when you need him but you won't talk to him just when you think you don't need him. How about this? Look at the scripture. Give and it shall be given back unto you. Press down, shaken up, running over. Will I draw men unto your bosom? We've been taught that that's talking about money. No, it's talking not just about money, but it's talking about anything that you lack in your life. Amen. You're lacking love, give some love to somebody. You're lacking uh, uh, compassion, you have to have compassion for people. Uh, so, so what he's saying is that give of what you are uh, in need of. I need people to understand how I feel. So you have to start understanding how other people feel. I need more love. You got to learn how to love other people. We're not in this by ourselves. So the, the, the enemy wants us to be divided. He, the Bible said we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities, power, spiritual wickedness on high places. The, you are not my enemy. It's the spirit that dwells in you that is coming against me but the enemy would have you think it's the person. So we can't look past their faults and see their needs. Hurt people hurt people. Angry people are always angry. And it's not, they are angry for a reason. Does that make sense? You know, um, what, what we have to understand is that we have to learn the ways of God. Uh, Psalms 1 and 1 said, blessed is the man who taketh not counsel from the ungodly. Why? Because it's contrary to God. You got Christians, so-called Christians, who give you ungodly advice. 
or stand in the ways of the sinner or sit in the seat of the scornful. God, through his word, is making it perfectly clear how you are cooperating with the enemy. Amen. So, so we have to be in a place that we want to learn about this God we be bragging about sometime or that we so love God, we don't know that much about him. We don't even really know the heart of God because the Bible teaches us that God is love. So if you're not operating or walking in love, then you're not operating, walking in the principles of the kingdom of God. Well, you just don't know what he did to me. Well, what he did to you can't be as bad as what they did to Jesus. And Jesus said, Lord, forgive them for, for what they do. No, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right. And through the whole, see, you say, well, Jesus, Jesus was God. Okay. And I'm just a mere man, but you're not a mere man. You're a spirit man. And if you have the Holy Spirit, you got the power of God that's in you. Greater is he, he said in, in the book of Corinthians, it says, little children, we have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Now, if you're struggling with that, you might not have the spirit of God in you. You might just have some hopeful stuff going on, or you might just, you know, because see, if he said it and you believe it, then you can receive it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't work. I don't work now, but I don't work when I work. I didn't work two and three jobs. Now this, this hear me out because I believed in Philippians 4 and 19 that my God shall supply my needs, all my needs, according to his riches and his glory. See, I, I have to trust God to take care of the things that are uh, uh, above me, or as I say, beyond my natural ability. I have to trust God. And when we learn to trust God, he will not keep no good thing from us. But we have to learn. And that's all right. He said, if any among you are sick, call the elders. We call the doctor. And not to say that doctors aren't good, but we are not practicing our spiritual inheritance or heritage. We're not. He said uh, he, in, in the book of Isaiah, he said, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me. So that tells you it's not you doing it, but the spirit of God is using you as a conduit to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And Matt, what is that? Matthews 10 and 1. He said he called the disciples unto him. Now, you know how crazy the disciples were. They were fighting among each other. They were doubting and all that old kind of stuff. They were they, uh, denying Jesus. So they all had something going on. But Jesus called them unto himself, and he gave them power over unclean spirits. And then he sent them out by two by two and told them to heal all manner of sickness and disease. If you understand what God is saying, the, the wisdom of man is foolishness unto him. He said, if any among you think they self-wise, let them be a fool so they can be wise. But we don't know this. So we can't practice this. We can't grow in faith in this because we ain't reading it. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I love the scripture in Matthew's ways talk about 
whosoever will call on the name of Jesus shall be saved, right? And then it says, then, watch this. This is, that was 13, 14 is saying, then how shall they call on him who they, whom they have not believed, right? And how mm -hmm. shall they believe on him in whom they have not heard? And how can they, how shall they hear without a preacher? Without you, without you telling somebody that God is a healer. How are they going to know that God is a provider if you don't share your testimony? How are they going to know that God said he would never leave you nor forsake you? David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or they bread. Um, oh, Lord. Are they, are they seized? Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, my brain dislocked. See, begging bread. Begging I'm bread. Sorry. So, yes, so yes. this is the word of God that come by studying to show ourselves approved so that we can tell other people and we can draw off of that. How many of us realize or believe that when the Bible says many are the affliction of the righteous, but God delivers us from them? And if you believe that, then you won't be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving before you even receive it, you thanking him, right? And we just make our requests made known. But if we don't know these things, we can't live or stand on these things and our faith won't grow. And our light won't be able to shine. So it's up to us to know what God is requiring on us. Because of anything short of that is cooperating with the enemy. Yes. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. Ooh, amen. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we have some great comments um, from the audience. We must be fully committed all in when we choose to follow Christ and build our faith. Exercise mindful resolve all day, every day. I think that is a, a real good um, prescription, uh, so to speak. And I really appreciate the comment. And we have lots of amens uh, to that. And that's just a restatement of what, what you're trying to get us to, to get there to the point where we really believe the word of God, where we really exercise ourselves in his directives. And so uh, Light Touch writes, it's imperative to our salvation to unlearn all of the worldly indoctrination and worldly perspectives. We have to be thoughtful to replace our thoughts with God's word and his way. And Pastor, that is exactly right. We have to be thoughtful. You, you have said this, and we're just restating it, but oh, coming, coming to uh, um, understand that you are new, you really are different, and you cannot be, be the same person that the flesh insists, the flesh warring against the spirit wants to insist that we stay the same. But, uh, and, and that's because Satan has access to the flesh. We see and feel and experience the uh, practical realm of life, this natural realm, through these senses. And the prince of the air can then dupe us. 
And you talk in the chapter about the deception of the enemy, wanting us to be against each other, wanting us to see things as they are not, and to remain that, you know, that very carnal person when God wants to elevate us uh, to, to the spirit life that he has now given us so that we do have abundant life and we are a representative of him and they are know you by your love. That is what Jesus said. We, we will love one another. I, I'm so, I don't know what else to say. I don't know how to say thank you in any other way. Uh, this has been a tremendous and I love the fact that you are coming, um, that, you know, through with, with this series and want want everyone out there to know that every Wednesday night at eight o'clock, we have access to uh, Pastor John Thomas, who, you know, when you remind me of Pastor Thomas, the scripture says, there. They, uh, what is it? The children, wait a minute, the children of the... How does it go? Oh my gosh, these Jesus words. Something like the children of the world are more savvy, or and I, I'm I'm totally quoting it wrong, but they seem to be better at things than the children of the kingdom. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know the scripture I'm, I'm talking about. Hmm. Mm -mm. Wow, it escaped me. I'm I'm gonna find it. I am I'm gonna find it because I have often wondered what that. Then the children of light, I think he says, the children of the, anyway, uh, what it, what your teaching has implied through that scripture, now it keeps coming to my head, but I can't quote it, I don't understand that, is that when in the world we want something or we want to be something, see, I was also that person. I wanted to be a dancer and the dancer I was. You see, you, you pursue it, you um, go where every every little door that is open to you. You kind of walk in it. You get in there, and you and and you would stand with some 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 hard taskmasters in my lifetime. Even when I was in high school, in the in the band, right, and playing, I had I owe my the director. We endure, we endure for the sake of the outcome that we want, right. But with, with, with God, right, we are not enduring because it doesn't necessarily always come easy to subdue the flesh and allow the spirit to take the lead. It, it may not be an easy thing to give up one's, one's fleshly desire, but by your testimony and by many other testimonies, I know that we know that it does happen when we literally subdue, submit, and allow the Lord to do what he will do, what he will do, what he will do, and that is transform us. So I have a, a another comment, says uh, Brother Gilbert. Let's see, wait, I'm sorry. Amen, Brother Gilbert and Sister Sharon uh, says, a closed mouth can't get fed, nor can you feed anyone. <laughs> I like that. That's really neat. And uh, so let's see what the brother Gilbert said. He liked the show. And we thank you for that. Um, thank you so much. All of you who are giving us, you know, balloons. I, I, I hope you can see them, Pastor Thomas. Do you see those hearts going up there for you? <laughs> it's all about your great teaching. 
Yeah. So uh, a light touch comes again and says, by reading the word and studying the word, we recognize ourselves and our depravity. Glory to God is the truth and our selfishness. And we also recognize God's truth from from the deception. And, uh, oh, is it 2 Corinthians 9, 6? I don't know. Is it? Tell me. Is it 2 Corinthians? The, The scripture I was trying to quote. I think it's in the gospel, though. Really, I do. But I may be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong, uh, Sister Light Touch. So, Pastor, this is this is food. This is good food. This is good food. I just I want this message to go around the world. I want this message, the the very teachings that you're giving us, to penetrate every church. And therefore, we, because we are receiving, must be those who carry it. And in like fashion, you are such a gentle spirit. We really appreciate it. But you are also very, very focused. And that is a good thing. You do not waver in your teachings. And it is beautiful. Uh, I I loved I loved it tonight. So guys, all of you out there listening, we have gone through now. I'm calling you guys, you know, because I'm from a, I'm from another generation. And we used to call each other guys, but I know that we have some young women and we have uh gentlemen also in the listening audience. I I want you to know that pastor has expounded from in all that getting get understanding volume 5 chapter 1, which is titled cooperating with the enemy. And the first sentence is the enemy wants your mind. And I suppose the reason that that gripped me when I read it, I could not move from this page. I had to contemplate it because a part of the testimony that I shall share on the episode list from Rehoboth Institute's podcast is how God delivered me from the treachery of the enemy that entered my mind. And had I not been a child of God, I really would have thought myself to go insane. And I simply asked the Lord one day, can he torment me? Do I have schizophrenia? That's how bad it had gotten. Glory to God, pastor. This teaching is our salvation. This is it, guys. This is salvation. And this is the access that we have to the one true and living God, the authority of the entire world, the universes and all that stuff that's out there. That's why this is titled, Wow, What a Show. Because here, here we see our father on the stage of his own creation. We see our God as the producer as the director, he is the stage manager. He is every character in the story, and he is definitely the star of the ages. I am so grateful and uh, praising the Lord that Pastor John Thomas is partnering with Rehoboth Institute of the Arts to bring these amazingly wonderful deep teachings, which really, honest to goodness, they are, they are deep. It's, it's, it's a thing to, to spend time with the Lord and to incorporate all that he's given you. And sometimes you just sit there. I know I used to sit in my chair and say, how will I ever achieve any of this? How will I ever get it? 
but he is committed and he promised to finish the work, the good work that he started in us. So we can trust him. We can trust every word that Pastor Thomas is saying. We can trust God to do exactly what his word says because he does not, he cannot lie. And so if he said it, it's real and it's true. Pastor Thomas. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we have a, a request for a testimony this evening. Uh, do you mind? Which, what kind of testimony? It's a testimony. Uh, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, that's someone the title. Someone has a testimony or someone want me to give a testimony? No, someone has a testimony. Oh, absolutely. Please. Absolutely. Okie dokie. So we're going to invite her in right now. I Yes. Here she is. Okie dokie. And we give you the um, we give you the mic now. Go right ahead. Praise God. This is Sister Sharon from God Will Make Away Ministries. And I'm so blessed to be a part of uh, Pastor Thomas's ministry that God birthed through him. So I thank God for the vision. Mm -hmm. uh, my testimony is that you know, like I said, if it had not been for God, where would I be? Uh, it was about my mother. She passed away. But before she passed away, she asked that I come and live with her because she was in a sickly state. And I came and lived and I had, there was a lot of spiritual warfare going on in the house. So, you know, I had a lot to contend with. So, but most of all, to make a long story short, um, I was living in her house when she passed. And I blessed God that she didn't have a will. So there was a lot going on, and we all know sometimes with family, a lot can go on, you know. But the hand of God was was in this the entire time, and I just blessed God that he blessed me for being obedient, for taking care of my mom. And last, who was it, uh, Friday, I closed on her house, yeah. and I blessed God that I am now uh, a first-time buyer of my mother and father's house. So I thank God that the legacy goes on and that uh, God did it. The hand of God did it. And he was the only one that did it. And I give him all the glory. So that's my testimony. Thank you for allowing me to share. Glory, glory, glory. Listen, wait a minute. Sister Sharon, the house that she closed on is the house of the dearest of all arts. Mm. And I could not be there during her time of illness. And I have often just been really um, at odds with myself because of it, because she was by far the dearest of, of all my aunts. I really, really loved her very much. And the, so the house is very, very dear to us all. It sits on a lot where my grandmother lived and I had so many wonderful summers there and um, met my, my cousins, because at the time Sharon was living in New York, so we would kind of convene at, at my grandmother's house to meet with uh, all these cousins. You know, we are a family of a lot of folks. Um, I can't take this every time I try to count them. It's like I get, I can't kind of finish it because my immediate family alone registers more than a hundred people just for my, uh, my siblings. Um, so that this is your testimony. I didn't know that's what it was going to be. Yes, ma'am, it's my testimony. We almost lost the house, but through yes. God's grace, 
it was able to be saved. And I thank Pastor for his prayers and my other sisters and brothers in Christ in the ministry for their prayers. Because, you know, sometimes when family, you're dealing with family, sometimes it can be a hard thing. But there's nothing too hard for God. And I bless God that through my teachings that I was able to stand on the word of God and trust God and know that God would deliver. And he did it. So that's my testimony about my God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> thank you, Pastor and Sister Phyllis, for allowing me to share that. Amen. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing. It just furthers what you're saying, Pastor Thomas. Does it not? Pastor Thomas has um, exhorted us uh, in this one thing, that God is able to do anything. And therefore, right. yeah. Pastor, you are muted. And so... <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, go ahead. So I, I, I am asking you if you have any comments concerning that amazing testimony. I mean, when you trust God, you can walk in Romans 8 and 28. Amen. Yeah. That takes all the fear out. That takes the anxiety out. What we as believers are supposed to do is live through the words. And Romans 8, 28 said, Now we know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. All according to his purpose. So when you do a self-evaluation and you can see yourself in the scripture, then you already know. And this Amen. is the said, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will. He gives us so whatsoever we ask, he will give us the petition we so desire. So that eliminates any fear, any anxiety, anything, any doubt. And that's where we have to get. You can't just read the scriptures and say you read them and don't live them. Amen. You have to walk them out. That's how you build your faith. One day at a time, one situation at a time, one circumstance at a time. Let me leave you with this. And I pray and hope you believe it. For every natural problem you may encounter, there is a spiritual solution. Amen. That's something to rejoice about. Amen. All you got to do is description. There's nothing new under the sun. God done already took care of it and Jesus already died for it. Amen. <laughs> yes. May you be promised forever and ever. You um, light a fire, right? You light a fire and we uh, see more clearly because the fire purifies. And so our sight is clearer because the fire has been lit. Thank you, Lord, for this good thing that you have provided for us. Um, and Pastor Thomas, we look forward to being with you uh, for as long as you will come, but definitely, see guys, he told me he would stay uh, throughout the series. So we are expecting at least 10 weeks and we're just in week number three. So 
We're going to hold them to task, okay? And uh, please invite as many as you can because this is food for the spirit. This is food for abundant life. This is the nourishment that we need to grow. And God has provided. So bring as many along as you possibly can. I am doing the same. I'd like to ask, just just out of curiosity, if we have anyone from a, a country other than America, the United States, on in the studio tonight, is there anyone here from any place other than the U.S.? I'm thinking so. Welcome, Aiko, um, uh, Aiko. And um, I'm, I'm saying it alive because I, uh, loudly, because I am not at the chat box. It doesn't matter. I am thankful for everyone who is from the U.S. <laughs> or wherever uh, Chuck Jewel, my, my son is on the line. Uh, praise God for that, Truck Jewels. Welcome, and um, for all of you who have come tonight to break this wonderful bread with us, we're just so really grateful. And I'm so grateful to you, Pastor Thomas. I don't know how to say thank you other than that. I just know that uh, last last week we got 45 um, points uh, from your ministry, and so that will be, okay, I won't say anything, but nonetheless, that's, that's what what it came. And Pastor, you can give us your parting words. We are stupefied here between uh, your teaching and then the the um, the testimony of God's amazing power and grace to deliver to us when we trust him. So it just capped exactly what you say. It's just that the final word is indeed the example. So thank you. Uh, Sister Sharon, for sharing that with us. For every comment, we thank you. And uh, Pastor, you can uh, finish up if you like. I, I Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, mm -hmm. I need you to understand that God gets the glory. I'm of just course. telling the story. I don't, it's all God. And, and let me just say this because it's dropped in my spirit. You know, the Bible says those who walk after the spirit won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that's the hardest thing for us. How do we stop doing what we've been doing so long? What we have to do is take the scriptures and take them and make them personal and meditate on them day and night and walk in the scripture. This is the beginning of the transformation. You're feeding your brain new information. And in, in feeding your brain new information, right? then that thing will start to get into your spirit. And once it get into your spirit, it get into your heart. And the word says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And then you will stop uh, agreeing with the enemy and start agreeing with the word of God. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can actually think, according to the power that worketh within us. It all starts with us. Let me tell you, if the devil wanted to, if the devil could have killed you, 
he would have killed you. And you've been here for some time and he ain't killed you yet. So stop giving power to the enemy and start walking in the power and authority that God has given us through Jesus Christ. Amen. I say amen. And uh, we declare together that we will do exactly as we have been as we have been uh, um, exhorted to do. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. yes we'll, we'll do our very, very best. And when we have questions or when we have um, uh, difficulty, we're going to, first we're going to ring John, Pastor Thomas and say, okay. <laughs> Amen. Just they can get on the line with us too, you know. <laughs> yes. Go right ahead. Tell, tell the listening audience about it, if you will, again, sir. Well, no, every, every Monday we have singles conversation. Every Tuesday we have question and answer. Then we come here with you guys and have the podcast. Tomorrow I'll be teaching on something. I don't know until the Holy Ghost gives it to me. Uh, you are more than welcome to come. Uh, Sister Phyllis have the number. She blessed us yesterday and Tuesday being on our line and, <clears throat> and brought and invited a friend. So everyone is welcome, man. We can't get enough of this word, for real. Uh, it's, it's all voluntary. It's not mandatory. If you want to know more about God. See, I'm a firm believer that we don't need a revival. We need a review. We sure do. Glory to God. Because Say I ain't telling you nothing new. I'm just showing you another way to look at it. Because God has already done the work. He already done the hard part. All we got to do is believe it and walk in it. Amen. Amen. So everyone is welcome. If y'all want to come on anytime, uh, I think it's posted. The number, you're more than welcome. Please mm -hmm. comment. Like she said, if you want to call me. And I mean, I ain't no scholar and I ain't no theologian, but I'm a child of God. And that's that's enough right there. Amen. Amen. So, and so, go ahead. Finish, sir. Finish. I'm just saying, if anyone want to get come and talk, please come on and talk. You learn from me, and I learn from you. Amen. We are all in this together. Yes. So let us do what God called us to do. Amen. Praise Remember, give Lord. God glory. Amen. I'm finished. I love that. I do love it because when a when a person recognizes that all the power and the glory belong to the Lord. When we recognize that we are his vessels and that he speaks through us, we are already submitting more and more. And, and that's just a good thing. And thank God for those of us or those pastors that he sets um, uh, to teach us and to um, take care of us, our souls, so to speak. Thank God for those who are humble enough to understand that because then they have respect and care for the flock that the Lord has appointed to them. I really appreciate it. I want to just go through the, um, the schedule for God Will Make A Way Ministries. Monday night is the singles ministry. Tuesday is question and answers. And I have to tell you that I visited uh, Monday and Tuesday because I just wanted to hear uh, how pastor is approaching the singles. He, he, he mentioned it, and, and that's why I wanted to go. I wanted to hear him in ministry, 
since I too, I want to do something for young people on intimacy. And it was a really good night. Uh, Tuesday's question and answers. He is a man who can handle your questions. He is not put off by anything. He engages in good conversation. And we just had a wonderful time. Wednesday, of course, the podcast here at eight o'clock. Thursday, he is in a preaching session with his church and also Sunday. And uh, the phone number, of course, is 712-770-4853 with the access code 246397. No, right. No, three, four, seven, three, four, seven. And I'm going to post it here uh, so in the chat so that you can see it um, as we are going out. So, if you you know, kind of hang around a little bit. You'll be able to copy it down. It is posted on last week's show. Now, again, I, I uh, have to download and post these messages when they are live. They are posted to Facebook. They are posted to the podcast episode list, and they are posted again on YouTube. So if you want to come back and and listen again, that is an availability. We are uh, Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. That is the home site of the podcast. Wow, what a show is the live outreach of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. We started with episodes where, you know, I, I, that's a whole, that is another uh, aspect of what we do in this podcast. And I do invite you to, to listen there as well. There may be something that really soothes you. We'll focus mostly on artists who are, are Christians and how they have devoted their gifts to the glory of God and on issues related to Christian life that we sometimes uh, suffer through alone. But in in our conversation, we let you know that you are not alone. You're never alone. God is always near. You can also reach me if you wanted to. Of course, you can make comments. Of course, I read the comments and I would always get back with you. And the comment section, these comments will hold, um, at least they used to. Podbean is always changing stuff and we never know when a change is coming. But uh, it is possible for me to go back and read these. So if you had something that you wanted to convey or talk or ask, I, I probably will see it. And of course, I would get it to Pastor Thomas because he uh, is the right now. He is the appointed one to do this, appointed by God to answer questions. And he is so he's so willing. Lord, I, I just tell you, Pastor, that in and of itself is just a, oh, my gosh. Mm, that's God, because a lot of a lot of pastors are just not willing. They you just can't even get to them. But uh, Pastor Thomas is willing. So if you want to attend any of his ministries via conference call, you are welcome, as he has already told you, and as I have experienced along with um, uh, some friends uh, on the line. So with that, uh, we thank you so much for being here. You are indeed a big part of our podcast. Without you, I mean, what's the worst to say? Now, we, we're not looking at numbers. We really don't care. If one person comes, I'm happy. But when eight or a or hundred come, we're even happier because God's word is being broadcast abroad. It's, it's moving. 
And that's the object. We want to get it out so that those who are longing for the peace that comes with knowing Jesus Christ, you will have access to it. And you'll have a family. You've joined the family. You are part of the body of Christ. And so you will have prayer. I'm telling you, the Lord puts puts uh, us on each other's mind and we pray. You can also request prayer. Um, thank you so much again. Now, let me tell you, I, I had some, some issues getting on here tonight on my computer. So when I'm on the phone, I don't operate it kind of as, as good as I do on my computer. But um, thank God we got in and we didn't have a whole lot of uh, interruption, you know, that cyber stuff that can happen. Um, so we're very, very grateful that God got us through this uh, well. So thank you for coming. And I'm going to try to play play us out. So Pastor, you want to give us the final out and the benediction? Benediction? I'll give that honor to you. Amen. You'll give that honor to me. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I will, I will take it. Just um, uh, one second here. I'm, I'm getting uh, something is going strange for me. Ah, there we go. Oh no. I know. I am. I am. Sometimes I, I, I think of myself. No, I shouldn't say that because Pastor's going to get me if I do say it. But um, I am doing several things at the same time. And it makes me a little bit fumble fingers. So <clears throat> we will, we will definitely um, have the benediction. As and um, uh, God is good, is He not? Amen. Just for the record, uh, your hair, sister Phyllis, called me Pastor John. No, what do you call me, Pastor Thomas? My whole name is Pastor John Thomas. And John Thomas worked for me. You don't have to put Pastor on it, but it's John Thomas. Pleased to meet you. Oh, well, now that is exciting, too. <laughs> yes, Pastor John Thomas. Uh, but to me, you have really, you are really walking in, in that calling. And I don't mind calling you pastor at all, not even a little bit. Of course, you know, I go to a different church, but definitely you are serving uh, me as well as your own congregation. So praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Okay, so um, with that, isn't he wonderful? <laughs> Pleased to know you too, Pastor Thomas. <laughs> that came back with an LOL on it. So someone is laughing at my son there. I'm so thankful that he's coming on. Listen, you know, you're doing something wonderful when you catch the heart of those who've been disillusioned by church. And uh, God, mm, I, I, I really get very full and want to worship because the Lord knows what to do. He knows when to do it. He knows how to do it. He knows who to send, and he knows who he's sending them to. May he be praised forever. I glorify you, Father, for the good thing that you have done with us. Thank you so much for Pastor John Thomas. Thank you for his congregation. Thank you for their welcoming hearts. Thank you, God, that they're so willing, 
so willing to be in relationship with the redeemed. They are not strangers at all. And I ask you, Father, to replenish, to pour into them even more as he gives out. And that's your method, by the way. You give more. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men bring to thy bosom, but shall you also give. Thank you for that. And bless him, Lord God. Bless all of them in greater ways than we can begin to imagine. It's greater than money. Lord, it's greater than possessions. It's, it's greater than the temporal stuff that this world gives. We know that you are able to give the eternal. And so, Father, thank you so much. Thank you. For everyone in this listening audience also, please come again because we are in prayer for you as well. I love it. Thank you a thousand times over. And with that, oh, I promised to post the call-in information, which I shall do as I try to give us some excellent music uh, to depart with. Amen. Amen. Good night, everybody. Good night, Pastor Good night. Thomas. Good night, Pastor. Be blessed on purpose. Amen. Thank you. And you too. No doubt. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Sharon, for your sharing, for your testimony tonight. It was a blessing to my heart. Amen. To God be the glory. Thank you. Rest well. Thank you. Have to be up at three in the morning. Gonna go. I'm on my way. Thank you. Don't jump in that bed. <laughs> with sweet sleep this podcast is giving me some sweet sleep and I thank you I all stretch those hours <laughs> thank you sister Reams for being here thank you light touch thank you Gilbert thank you Aiko um, uh, thank you truck jewels Thank you, Poetic Heart. <laughs> see who else. Uh, thank you, Shelly. Thank you. I'm missing some people because I don't. Well, Pastor John Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'll finish this post.